Welcome to the Climate Smart Farming Show podcast. This podcast is sponsored by my supporters on Patreon and by B Books, publisher of A Farmer's Guide to Climate Disruption, which is now available in print, ebook, and audiobook. B Books also publishes climate smart romance novels by Tara L. Roy. Learn more at bbooks.org. You'll also get free climate smart downloads, including tips for weathering drought and flood, and the Farm Emergency Preparedness Plan. When you subscribe to BeeBooks newsletter, sign up at beebooks.org, beebooks.org. I'm your host, author and multimedia artist, Rebecca L. Fraser, and I'm excited to share this episode of the Climate Smart Farming Show podcast with you. So let's dig into it. Chapter 22, Regenerative Agriculture, an Opportunity for Course Correction. Nature regenerates if you disturb it, then leave it alone. Our traditional practices degenerate. Andre Loy. For more than 40 years, Andre Loy has educated farmers on every arable continent. He has spent a lot of time teaching and learning from African farmers in Ethiopia, Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, and Namibia. His mission, it seems, is to inspire other farmers to take their power back and do what only they can do to reverse climate disruption. Stabilizing carbon dioxide in the atmosphere now is critical. According to National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association, it's higher than at any point in the last 800,000 years. As of June 2020, carbon dioxide levels were at 415.5 parts per million, a 2.5 part per million increase over the same time in 2019. While carbon dioxide levels do fluctuate daily, the average annual increase since 2005 has been 2.1 parts per million. If the greenhouse gas continues increasing at this rate, the levels will be at 430 parts per million by the year 2030. The tipping point where scientists say we will lose the opportunity to reverse climate disruption is 450 parts per million. In a speech he delivered at the Northeast Organic Farming Association Summer Conference in August 2016, Loy reported, what we need to do now is start at this stage to remove 15.52 gigatons of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere per year. Loy advocates for the use of organic farming techniques to mitigate against and adapt our food systems to the effects of climate change. A fifth-generation farmer, he now operates a 150-acre fruit farm in Australia with his family. He said, as farmers, our job more than anything is to maximize our production systems so we can maximize sun energy and turn it into life. What is really important here is that as we look at our solar voltaic cells, at this stage, we have no science that can collect energy as efficiently as photosynthesis. Quantum physics may help solve it, but it hasn't yet. Loy said the answer is regenerative agriculture, or what the International Federation of Organic Agriculture Movements is calling organic 3.0 systems. 
according to the data Loy presented at the conference, by converting just one-fourth of the world's farmlands to regenerative agriculture, we could stabilize the world. What does this mean exactly? There are many ways to engage in regenerative agriculture, but Loy panned some common assumptions about methodology. He said, people say no-till is better than tillage. That's a data-free assumption. The only paper I read that had data compared organic tillage with Roundup-ready no-till. At every measurement, organic tillage beat the Roundup-ready no-till. The key to regenerating the land, according to Loy, is to copy nature. This does not mean eliminating farm machinery or other modern comforts and tools. Copying nature in an agricultural system includes regenerative grazing, plowing correctly, and using native plant species to attract and destroy pests and pathogens. It also means fertilizing correctly. Grazing. Is grazing an essential part of regenerative organic agriculture? No, but all ecological systems have both plants and animals. Separating plants from animals through feedlots and other big agribusiness practices creates a total disconnect from the natural order. It's not an ecological system. The more biodiversity you put in your system, the more output you can get. Loy shared an important equation. Water plus carbon dioxide plus sunlight plus photosynthesis equals glucose plus oxygen. He explained, you want to maximize or capture, maximize the use of that energy principle system. When you put in animals, you're reusing parts now that you're not using without animals, so you produce more food, and you produce urine and manure, which you can put back into the soil. The chemical process that happens in an animal's rumen is another weapon against climate disruption. The air they breathe goes into the gut, where microbes break down and synthesize carbon dioxide and nitrous oxide. What comes out the other end now is high nitrogen, in other words, fertilizer. Regenerative agriculture is about trying to understand and emulate natural cycles so that systems can regenerate. Even growers who prefer not to keep animals on the farm can engage in regenerative agriculture by including the other three aspects, correct plowing, correct fertilizing, and using push-pull methods. However, Loy believes the system works better with animals. It's not too hard to put in a few chickens, he said. Chickens will go through and eat the bugs and be part of the ecology, and you've got eggs every day and protein. Costs you nothing. Plowing. There's this mythology that plowing is the thing that oxidizes the carbon and releases it into the air. But if we plow correctly, we can increase carbon sequestration, Loy shared at the NOFA conference. Loy said that synthetic nitrogen fertilizers are the main cause of carbon loss. Other scientists quoted in previous chapters disagree. But Loy said, for every pound of nitrogen placed in the soil, soil microorganisms need to eat 15 to 30 pounds of carbon, so it turns into carbon dioxide. Through a form of tilling called deep ripping, the soil is opened at a deep enough level to allow carbon to go deep into the soil. Carbon that's deep in the soil is the most stable. 
Also, organic no-till and low-till methods combined with deep tilling is effective. Fertilizing. If you have 9,000 pounds of nitrogen in your soil, why do you have to put synthetic nitrogen in it? Loy asked. At the beginning, it helps the plant grow big, but by the time the plant really needs it to set the fruit, the synthetic nitrogen is dissipated. In natural ecosystems, the majority of plants get their nitrogen from the earth. We don't need to go fertilize forests with urea or synthetic nitrogen. Native Plants and Push-Pull Agriculture One thing Loy learned from the African farmers is the value of what they call push-pull agriculture. In this method, growers intercrop with specific varieties of grass and tick trefoil that are native or adapted to the region. According to Loy, push-pull is superior to cover cropping. He said, I read about these things. You read about lots of things. I want to groundproof them, see it with my own eyes, so I know what is really happening. When Loy saw what farmers in Kenya and Ethiopia were doing on their farms, he became a believer. I met Andre Loy at the Northeast Organic Farming Association's annual summer conference, which was held at the University of Massachusetts in Amherst in 2016. It was held on one of the stormiest nights I had ever experienced at that point in my life. Andre gave a highly engaging keynote address to an enraptured audience, and I felt lucky to grab his attention afterward and even more fortunate that he let me interview him right then and there. We sat at a high table in the lobby of the conference center where a glass wall revealed the building storm outside. As we spoke, we watched lightning streak through the night sky and listened to almost deafening booms of thunder. It sounds almost like the beginning of a ghost story, doesn't it? But the only ghosts we were discussing were the ones that we hoped to make of the farming practices that harm the environment. Since our meeting, we both went on to publish books. His latest works are Poisoning Our Children, the Parent's Guide to the Myths of Safe Pesticides, and Biodiversity, Agroecology, Regenerative Organic Agriculture, Sustainable Solutions for Hunger, Poverty, and Climate Change, which he co-authored with India's environmental superhero activist, Vandana Shiva. If you're not familiar with Shiva's work, I just suggest that you Google her because she is truly amazing. That's Vandana, V-A-N-D-A-N-A, Shiva, S-H-I-V-A. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Climate Smart Farming Show. In the next episode, you'll hear from Andre Loy again and learn how peas and grasses can fight climate disruption. Thanks for listening to the Climate Smart Farming Show podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, you may also like my book, A Farmer's Guide to Climate Disruption, now available in ebook, print, and audiobook. To support this podcast and my other creative endeavors for as little as $1 a month, please visit patreon.com forward slash Rebecca L. Fraser.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.